Spring into reading this season with the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Spring Reading Guide. In this season's guide, I've handpicked 21 of the best new books and I've organized them across six categories. So whether you're looking for a romance novel that will give you a happily ever after, a thrilling mystery to keep you guessing, or an immersive historical fiction book, this guide has a book or three or seven just for you. Now, if 21 books sounds like too much for you, there's a minimalist reads list in the guide, which includes a list of six must-read books from across genres. But wait, that's not all. The spring reading guide also includes fun recipes, spring activities and lifestyle tips. So head on over to springreadingguide.com and download your copy of the guide. That's springreadingguide.com and download your free copy of the 2024 Spring Reading Guide. So download your free copy and discover your next favourite book. Happy reading! A memoir to add to your reading list is A Living Remedy by Nicole Chung. From the best-selling author of All You Can Ever Know, A Living Remedy is a memoir of a daughter's search to understand the lives her adoptive parents led, the life she forged as an adult, and the grief she experienced when she lost them both. A Living Remedy is also a memoir that exposes a broken healthcare system and the guilt one feels when you're not able to care for your loved ones. Ultimately, A Living Remedy is a super relatable memoir that tells the story of a daughter who felt robbed of the opportunity to give back to her parents. So be sure to add A Living Remedy by Nicole Chong to your reading list. It's available now in bookstores everywhere and wherever books are sold. Hello, I'm Victoria from Biblio Lifestyle. And you're listening to the Reader's Couch Podcast, the show that will help you bridge the gap between living a full and busy life to one where you're reading, learning new things and having fun. It's Throwback Thursday, and in today's episode, I'm sharing the audio from four authors who shared their books at the inaugural Epigraph Literary Festival in April 2022. These authors had books that have all the chills and thrills, plus lots of plot twists. So if you love reading mysteries, suspense, and thriller novels, stay tuned. Have you downloaded your free copy of the Biblio Lifestyle 2023 Spring Reading Guide? It's a free downloadable PDF guide that shares some of the best new books of the season, along with a list of fun things to do, spring-themed recipes, and tips to help improve your reading life. So visit springreadingguide.com to download your free copy of the 2023 Spring Reading Guide. That's springreadingguide.com for your free copy of the 2023 Spring Reading Guide. Now, on to the episode. 
Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Reader's Couch podcast. It's Throwback Thursday, and in today's episode, I'm sharing the audio from four authors who shared their books at the inaugural Epigraph Literary Festival in April 2022. These authors had books that have all the chills and thrills, plus lots of plot twists. So if you love reading mysteries, suspense, and thriller novels, then this episode is just for you. But before Before we get started, I want to invite you to join us at our next virtual festival from Thursday, April 27th through to Saturday, April 29th, 2023. Our three-day bookish celebration will have an amazing author lineup, some great speakers and fun sessions. So visit epigraphlitfest.com to register. Again, epigraphlitfest.com to register and I hope to see you there. Okay, so now back to today's episode. This episode is the last Throwback Thursday episode where I'll be sharing audio from the authors who shared their books at the inaugural festival. We are at the end. Coincidentally, we're also 14 days away. We're just two weeks away from our next event. So again, I hope to see you there. But today we are sharing the audio from four mystery, suspense and thriller authors who shared their books at the festival in April 2022. You will be hearing from Catherine McKenzie, the author of Please Join Us, Elizabeth Day, the author of Magpie, Nico Wolfe, the author of Birthday Girl, and Taryn Fisher, the author of An Honest Lie. So I hope you enjoy the audio from the authors sharing their books at the festival and you can find a link with a list of all their books in the show notes. And again, I hope to see you at the next festival. So now to the episode. First, I'd like to introduce you to Catherine McKenzie, the author of the novel, Please Join Us. Hi, my name is Catherine McKenzie, and I'm calling from Montreal, Canada, to tell you a bit about my book, Please Join Us. This is my 13th novel, and it's a novel of suspense, a thriller, domestic thriller, whatever you want to call it. I'll tell you a little bit about the book first. At 39, type A Nicole Mueller's life is on the rocks. She and her husband Daniel are about to be kicked out of the family apartment they've rented for years, and her once brilliant law career is falling apart. Then, shortly after a warning from her senior partners, she receives an email from an exclusive women's networking group called Panthera Leo. Membership is anonymous, but everyone involved is a successful professional. This seems like the answer to Nicole's problems. Although Dan, her husband, has reservations, Nicole signs up for their upcoming retreat in Denver or outside of Denver, Colorado. And once there, she meets the other woman who will make up her pride, a CEO uh, named Athena, an actress named Samantha, a finance whiz, a congresswoman. Nicole can't believe her luck. And she agrees with the mysterious founder's core philosophy. In a world where the boys clubs still exist, they're like Emily's list with teeth. Nicole is all in. Back home, her new network quickly provides her with clients that help her relaunch her career and a great apartment too. And at first, the favor she has to provide in return seem benign. But then she's called to the congresswoman's apartment late at night where she's pressed into helping her cover up a crime. Does Panthera Leo have an agenda that they've kept from Nicole? And what else is she going to be asked to do to further it? So as I mentioned, this book uh, is a book of suspense. It takes place in two different places in two different timelines, starting off in New York City when Nicole is called to the congresswoman's apartment to cover up a crime where she soon discovers a body, a man named Jack. And then also uh, in the retreat where the women all meet one another in Colorado outside 
outside Denver. And they're in the woods and they're learning skills and they're learning to rely on one another. Nicole is kind of a buttoned up type A person and being in this environment opens something up in her as she connects to other women in a way that she hasn't often before. And she learns to trust them and to trust in her pride. Panthera Leo is the taxonomical name of lions and the founders of this organization, Two Mysterious Women, are very into the mythology and the structure of lion prides where the women do all the work and the men take the lion's share, the rewards. Not unlike (laughs) modern society in a lot of ways. I was inspired to write this book. Um, I actually practiced law for 20 years till retiring to write full-time a couple of years ago and I did one day at my desk receive an email where I was invited to join a mysterious women's group. They wouldn't tell me the names of other people who were in it or who had recommended that I join this group. And they did have some retreats coming up, which I did look at. And I was sort of toying with the idea, not to help my law career, but because already I saw its potential as a book. And so I sort of went through the application process and then I stopped and I looked at the retreats and they were a bit expensive. And I was kind of wondering if I should do this or not. And then I came home and I told my husband about it. And he was like, are you insane? This is some cult and they're going to take all your money. And I was like, but it's for book research. And he was like, no, do not do this. So I deleted the email, but the idea lingered in my mind for a while. Like, what was this organization? And how could I turn that into a book? Fast forward probably a year later, and I was spitballing ideas for a new novel and talking to about this email that I'd received. She was like, ooh, right about that. And so I did. And the result is, please join us. And I hope you will join me in reading it. So (laughs) I do hope that you'll take a look at Please Join Us. And thank you so much uh, for having me and listening to me talk about it. Take care. Next, I'd like to introduce you to Elizabeth Day, the author of the novel Magpie. Hello, my name is Elizabeth Day and it is such a delight to be taking part in the Epigraph Literary Festival. I'm here to talk about my new novel, Magpie, which is coming out in your fine country in May 2022. It is a story about what it means to live a supposedly perfect life. It opens with a character called Marissa, who's in her late 20s. She's done the dispiriting online dating and she's finally met a man who seems on the surface to tick every single one of her boxes. His name is Jake. They move quite quickly. They move into a house together and they start fairly rapidly trying for a baby. And at this point, it's revealed that Jake's work isn't actually going that well. And so they take in a lodger to help make ends meet. The lodger is called Kate and Marissa becomes almost immediately quite suspicious of her because Kate seems to take a borderline obsessive interest in every detail of their private lives. Marissa gets pregnant and it's at this point that Kate's interest in them really, really starts ramping up. And then something happens. (laughs) And it's about what occurs after that thing happens. I'm being deliberately vague because there is a big twist in Magpie, which completely shatters your preconceptions, I hope, of everything that went before. I love reading twists as an inveterate reader myself. I think the greatest twist in all fiction, joint equal with Magpie, is Gone Girl and also Sarah Walter's Fingersmith. So I really wanted there to be a sense that the reader was taken by surprise and that our preconceptions of what seems on the surface to be so perfect are often not 
quite accurate. So Magpie is a book about obsession. It's a book about female jealousy and also female solidarity. And it's a book about fertility. And I wanted to write it because I have gone through my own fertility issues in the past. And I've never really seen the reality of things like IVF or miscarriage represented in a novel in the way that I wanted to have read them when I was going through those experiences. Because I believe that fiction at its greatest is about making you feel less alone. It's about encouraging acts of empathetic imagination that make a reader understand a situation or make them feel really seen for having expressed an emotion or a situation that they might have lived through themselves. So that's really what I wanted to do with Magpie. I wrote the bulk of it during lockdown, actually. And I think it's probably no coincidence that most of the book takes place in one house very near where I live in South London, in Vauxhall in South London. I believe that the kind of claustrophobia that I was feeling during lockdown, I'm sure my husband won't mind me saying this, translated actually very well to the kind of psychological claustrophobia that I wanted to make clear in the text. So uh, writing it during lockdown, I think really saved me in many ways because it gave me a kind of routine to the days. And at the beginning of our first national lockdown here in the UK, I very sadly suffered my third miscarriage and it became extremely important for me and to me to write about that and to put all of the things that I was feeling and all of the things that I had experienced and thought about into the characters of Magpie. And I think that's why I'm really proud of this book because it exists as a monument to something that otherwise would only be an absence. So Magpie is a deeply personal book for me as well. So I thought I would bring you to the place where I wrote my novel Magpie. Normally I like to write in cafes surrounded by the murmur and buzz of other people's conversations and in fact some of my novels actually include snippets of real life conversation that I was eavesdropping on while writing. But because I wrote Magpie during the first national lockdown in the UK the pleasure of writing in cafes was denied to me because everything shut down. So instead I wrote in our spare room. This is our spare room. This is where you will stay if you come and visit me in London. And the reason I came to our spare room is because I essentially wanted to recreate a cafe atmosphere somewhere in the house to get my creative juices flowing. And so what I did every single day at around 5pm, I would go downstairs, I would make myself a mug of green tea, perfect size mug, by the way, it's as big as my face, got it on Amazon. I would come upstairs and I discovered that on YouTube, you can listen to Amazon ambient coffee shop sounds. So I would play an eight hour long video of ambient coffee shop sounds and it would make me feel as though I were in a cafe. And it got me into this beautifully focused yet mellow headspace. I put my phone on airplane mode. I would open up my laptop and I would write the allotted a thousand words a day. That's my goal to myself. And I really got into the rhythm of it and I really, really enjoyed it to the extent that when lockdown ended and when cafes reopened, I thought, well, this is great. I can get back into my normal writing routine and I went to a cafe and it was too noisy and distracting and I thought well, this isn't working I can't get into that mellow focused headspace so I ended up putting my airpods in and listening to those YouTube ambient coffee shop sounds in a cafe so that's the kind of weirdo I am but I'm a big believer that you must do whatever it takes just to get that creative fuel and I'm very proud of the fact now that I managed to write magpie in my spare room
But if all that sounds a bit serious, rest assured, there's a delicious villain. She's called Annabelle. She's uh, the mother of Jake and she causes a lot of disturbances, a lot of commotion, I tell you. I have an enormous amount of fun writing a certain kind of repressed British person who comes from the upper middle classes, and Annabelle is typical of that in so many ways. But I hope by the end of this book you realise that I, as an author, don't believe there's any such thing as an unlikable character. I don't think there's any such thing as an easy villain or an easy hero. I think we are all multifaceted. We all have our good points and our bad points, and I think that what I really want to do as an author is to understand and convey the depth and complexity and beauty of what it is to be human. So that's Magpie. Thank you so, so much for having me. Next, I'd like to introduce you to Nico Wolf, the author of the novel Birthday Girl. Hi, I'm Nico Wolf, and I'm the author of the upcoming psychological thriller Birthday Girl. And I'm really excited to be here today to share with you a bit of a sneak peek and tell you a few things about it. Birthday Girl is about a young man called Jonathan Dainty. He's living in late 1990s New York City, and he's an impoverished writer who one day takes his wife out to the beach to celebrate her birthday, horribly not long after they get there he finds himself in the local police precinct trying to explain to the cops how on earth he let his wife get into a stranger's car and watch it drive her away. Maddie is never seen again. 20 years later, we do meet Jonathan again. He has managed to channel his grief into a series of best-selling crime novels, and he is living the best life that he can until one day he's in his local bookstore, and from the escalator, he happens to catch a glimpse of Maddie, his dead wife, walking through a throng of people. Needless to say, this is very disturbing in so many ways for Jonathan, who wonders if he's going mad, wonders if it's an hallucination, wonders if somehow against the odds she's alive and she's come back to him. Um, worse, when he reveals this to people close with him, so his friends and his family, no one believes him. So Jonathan feels very alone with this, very alone with this mystery. And he embarks on a journey to uncover the truth. And as he goes along, he gets this awful, creeping feeling that somebody, somebody close is hiding something from him. Birthday Girl was inspired actually by my own trip out to the beach a few years ago. I was out there with a friend of mine and we one day spotted an E-type Jaguar, which is the in the novel, which Maddie gets into. It's actually the only thing that I share in common with her as a character, which is that it's a car that I really like. And I went up to the car and I had a conversation with the driver. And he said, Oh, you know, would you like to um, would you like to take a ride? Or would you like to drive it? And of course, I live in New York, I don't drive. But I said, Yes, I definitely. So I got in and we drove around for half an hour. It was really fun. And um, he delivered me back safe and sound to my friend. And it was only later I thought about how rash this was and how stupid. And I thought, well, you know, it all worked out this time, but what if it hadn't? And, you know, those of you, those of you who are writers as well as readers, which I know is probably quite a few of you, will recognize that that moment where something happens in real life and you wonder, ooh, you know, it could so easily have gone a different way. And that's often the, the genesis um, of a novel. As for the novel, it plays with themes of lies and of truth, obviously, but it also throws up maybe a more interesting question, I hope, which is 
how well we know the people that we're closest to, or indeed, do we know them at all? I'd like to think I can leave that to you to think about, to read about. The book comes out, Birthday Girl comes out in June in the US and the UK. And I'd be really pleased for you to read it. I'm super interested to know what you think about it. So um, thanks for listening and uh, happy reading. And next up, I'd love to introduce you to Taryn Fisher, the author of the novel An Honest Lie. Hi, I'm Taryn Fisher, and I'm here to talk about my book, An Honest Lie. An Honest Lie takes place in rainy Seattle, Washington. Uh, My character, who is named Rainy, has recently located for her partner, and she's not quite sure how she feels about the Washington setting, and she's not quite sure how she feels about his friends. But he suggests she take a girl's trip with a group of his girlfriends to Las Vegas to really cement and maybe bond them together. She reluctantly agrees to go to Las Vegas does not want to do it. And when she arrives, everything kind of goes south. She can tell the women are thrilled that she's there. Matters ultimately worse. One of the women gets kidnapped. When one of the women gets kidnapped, my main character, Rainy, finds out that it's somebody from her past that has taken her. And she ultimately has to decide to let go of all of her fears and hesitations from the past and go after this friend and try to save her life. This is an adventure story. It's a story about how women's relationships both fall apart and come together. And I think it's a particularly empowering story. Alrighty, readers, I hope you enjoyed listening to the audio from the authors who shared their books at the April 2022 Epigraph Literary Festival. If you've read any of these books, please send me an email or send me a message on social media so we can talk about it. And if you're planning to add some of these books to your reading list, I want to hear about it too. I also hope to see you at our next festival, so please register to attend at epigraphlitfest.com. That's epigraphlitfest.com and join us from Thursday, April 27th through to Saturday, April 29th. I'll also include a link in the show notes so you can sign up there. As always, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Reader's Couch podcast. Please subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, and take a few seconds to leave a rating and review. Until next time, stay lounging, stay reading, and whenever you're in doubt, go straight to your local bookstore or library. Thanks again for listening, and happy reading.